Hello and welcome to episode 12 of your parenting podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Bamford, and I have to first move the table and make a lot of noise. But I have to apologize again for being late to the three or four regular listeners that I have. I know I usually put these out on Sundays, but you know, shit happens. Took the kids to the uh, Crayola experience on Sunday. Um, it's not that great. I mean, the kids, they kind of like it. I mean, we'd taken them there once before when... I mean, I think Logan was still a baby, so he didn't really have any recollection. Um, you know, but this time, you know, since they're both running around and cognitive and interactive and all-around great kids to be around. You know, we figured we'd take them again. We had a couple of free tickets. Still wasn't really that great. I mean, it's... I don't know. It's cool for a bit. I mean, they have, like, some indoor playground things. It seems to be the biggest draw. I mean, it's the only thing my kids really cared about was the, uh, the indoor playgrounds so they can run around on the slides. I mean, they can do that anywhere. You know, they're pretty active like that. But, I mean, they got, like, little things where you can melt the crayons into different shapes and, you know, you do something else with them, like airbrush onto the thing. Most of the activities there require you to sit still and color on a piece of paper and then do something with that piece of paper afterwards. You know, you put it into a little... On a little computer screen, then it'll show up on another screen, and then, you know, dance and whatever else, the things that you color. But it's just, most of those things were empty. And the place was full of kids. You know, the kids were either, you know, melting the crayons into, you know, a shark or a car or a seahorse or whatever. Or they were on the little playgrounds. Or they were downstairs buying super expensive merch. But, I mean... I guess one of those things you can take your kids to once. Over by the uh, the Florida Mall here in Orlando for my listeners that are far away. And not in Florida. I mean, it was okay. Yeah, I, th- I think if we had to pay the full price, if we didn't have the free tickets, I don't think we would have gone. But, you know, get the kids out of the house now that the weather's nice. All in all, it was a it was an okay weekend, but you know time got away from me. So again, apologies for the late show. We're getting down to the wire with the uh, the house. I'm going through a uh, going to do a walkthrough tomorrow. Finally, see the inside of it. You know the cabinets and colors and shit that we picked out. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it is kind of awesome to have our own house that no one else has lived in. But it's just, I, I don't fucking recommend it. Because it is, it has been incredibly stressful. I mean, part of it is that, you know, I've never been this close to getting something I really, really want. Usually I get about halfway there and the universe yanks it out from under me. And sometimes it's my own fault and I just fuck it up. You know, but this time it's like I'm, you know, we're really trying. It's been a long, difficult year of, you know, paying off debt and raising credit scores. And I mean, these people get into your financial life and like, and they fucking dig. And you got to come up with, you know, a tangible, 
you know, reason for it. I mean, they'll go back and say, oh, hey, remember when you were 26 and you went with your friends to Buca de Beppo and the food was so terrible and you got frustrated and forgot your debit card and then later in the day, Eric gave you 20 bucks so you can use gas to get home. Yeah, we're going to need to see a paper trail for that money. It's like, fucking really? And yeah, Buca de Beppo is that bad. And I seems to be the only one that didn't like it. I went there three different times, each time having a different meal, each progressively worse than the last. The last time I was there, first they bring you, you know, this plate that's so big I can slide down on a snowy hill where I'm not in Florida. And I ordered, I still remember, I ordered linguine with clam sauce. And the linguine was on one side of the plate, cold and half-cooked. And on the other side of the plate was a couple of spoonfuls of also cold clam sauce. Not a fan. But yeah, buying a house is, uh, it's been incredibly stressful. And I, obviously I knew it was going to be, you know. It's like I had, you know, didn't have these illusions that it's like, you know, going to Publix and picking up a gallon of milk. I mean, obviously I knew it was going to be complicated, you know, and difficult. And then maybe in, you know, 10 years we'll look back and, ah, oh, remember how rough it was to get in the house and now we're here and it's great. But it's like, I'm not at that point. You know, I'm still at that point where I got to worry about cleaning out two fucking storage units. You know, getting the new furniture in there. But, you know. And also, you know, moving all the heavy stuff. Is also, it's just, you know, I can't afford movers. And, you know, my lower spine is slowly disintegrating. You know, from years of, you know... Jobs where I'm not moving around a lot. You know, don't think by any means that I'm blaming anyone but myself. You know, I've spent 36 years not dieting and exercising. You know, it does uh, catch up to you. I recently had an MRI on my back. Then uh, when you get the results, you know, at the, at the bottom of the page, there's, you know, a couple of sentences that says what's wrong with you. And uh, I had about a half a page, and I've been in the medical field for what, 16 years now. And I mean, there was stuff going on in my back that I had to look up. So yeah, that's a little bit of stress added because, and I'm sure if I had seen doctors earlier, my back started hurting again, it would have been fine. But uh, most of the time, when something's wrong with me, my go-to treatment is eh, wait a few days, see what happens, and then I just you know full of pain and blow up at everybody and and that's what happens though I do feel bad about uh, you know I understand that I have anger issues that's not something that I'm bragging about it's something I'm kind of ashamed of I guess because it's just for some reason for me it's it's easier to get angry than stay calm and it's like, I know even when I'm upset at the kids over something stupid. It's like in my head, it's like, why am I even raising my voice? Why am I so mad? It's like, you can still handle this particular situation with a calm demeanor. It's like, I, this is going through my head as I'm screaming at them. You know, I do feel bad about it. Try not to traumatize these kids. I want them to still love me when they're teenagers.
I'm sorry, my recording kind of hiccuped there for a second. But anyway, it's just, I don't know, it's easier for me to get angry than stay calm. Even like when I, I understand that I need to, you know, chill out. And, you know, I know you got to pick your battles. It's like, I know all this. I know all of it. You know, but it's like, it just happens in an instant. You know, like when you have, you know, a bunch of dry wood covered in gasoline and you throw that match on there. It doesn't take a second to, you know, it's a burst in the flames. Is all of a sudden there's this instant, you know, conflagration, conflagged, whatever the fucking word is, bonfire. No, conflagration is right. I'm not looking it up. But it's just, instead of being able to reach inside myself and find that, that inner calm that will make me the envy of other parents, it's just, you know, I have to grab the kids by the upper arm, not hard, but just firm, so they know that I don't want them to get away. And I have to get in their face and use that gritted teeth voice with a smile if we're in public. You know, and and I got good kids. You know, they, for the most part, seem to have that balance between, you know, the good little robot kids that don't interact and then the, the fucking baboons that are chewing on the furniture and throwing forks at each other. You know, mine are, you know, right about in the middle. I mean, they have their, their moments, you know, their misbehaviors where they deserve to be punished. I'm not soft on them. Though every now and then, you know, I'll get that uh, you know, after I get mad at them, especially Logan. You know, so I to pull up my heartstrings, you know, come up and say, oh, daddy, I'm sorry. And then, you know, makes me feel like shit for getting super angry over something stupid. But just uh, getting this house, it's like, I feel bad because it's kind of overshadowed Christmas because we're supposed to close right at the end of the year. You know, and, and you know, granted, I'm still kind of excited for Christmas. Also, because we've already wrapped all the fucking presents, finally. Holy shit, that's like a part-time job. But, you know, I'm glad we at least got to, I don't want to say spoil everybody, but we, you know, we're fortunate enough to be able to get gifts for even people not in our immediate circle. You know, it's always kind of a nice feeling, especially people that may not be expecting it, even if it's something simple, you know. Because, like, all the stuff we got, it wasn't stuff that's like, oh, this was, you know, sitting in storage. It's like, you know, it's like we have the, you know, the toys or the items or home decor for the adults or whatever. And it's like, oh, this person would love this. Yeah, so that's it. That's a good feeling. But it's almost been overshadowed, at least for me and Cynthia, by this, this house. You know, it's almost become this, like, magical place that's going to solve all our problems. Twins. And just as an aside, we're going to talk about burps. I fell down this rabbit hole on the internet of people burp talking. Which is something if you're not familiar with, like this is something that like will incapacitate me with laughter. I don't know what it is. You know, somebody just either singing song lyrics or burping the alphabet. Holy shit. I don't know what it is, but it's got just a main line to my funny bone. And I get that laughter where you're crying and your mouth is open and your head is shaking, but you're not really making any noise. 
I mean, I get these these giggle fits and it's just, I don't know what it is. Something about it is the burps are so fucking funny. And uh, my kids don't burp too much. Now, I'm sure I'll get in trouble for it, but I do encourage it. My kids are more more farters. It's like their old man, I guess, but... Uh, you know, I, I do encourage, you know, a big loud burp and they, you know, think it's funny, especially if I try to do the little burp talking and I don't know, it's one of the few childish things I still do, but I can't stop because it's fucking funny. Anyway, the house. It's just you know, it's become our our Mount Everest, you know, our Moby Dick. You know, we've had to you know, we get new furniture. You know, replace some of the old broken ones. You know, because of the storage units. And if we, we had a nice storage unit. And we were paying probably more than it was worth. But, I mean, it was climate controlled. We had all of our stuff. And we thought, you know, we can get two smaller units for still less than what we were paying for the one big one. It's like, oh, we're trying to save the money. But it's like the amount of shit that we had to throw away. You know, because it got broken just from moving it into the new unit. Or got ruined, you know, with, you know, roach turds or whatever else from these shitty storage units. And right now I'm not going to blow up their spot because they still have all my shit. But you better believe I'm going to leave them, you know, an awful Google review. Once we get all our shit out of there. You know, I'll talk about it. You like rat shit and roach turds? You know, bring your stuff over. You want to pay $20 for a lock that's mandatory that you can buy for $4 at Walmart? Come on over. But this, uh, you know, this house is just, you know, this looming horizon. And I know maybe it's a first world problem, you know, because we're actually going to be buying a, you know, a brand new house. But it's like, it doesn't feel that way, you know, I'm sure anyone that's done it, even if you've bought, you know, a, I don't know what you call it, a used house, a pre-owned house, I don't know what the fuck the term is for it. But it's like, even if you're buying an old, run-down house as a fixer-upper that's like, you know, minimal paperwork is still just, you know, stressful as hell. I mean, you think being first-time home buyers, they would get, you know, a little bit of slack, but I feel like we're even more scrutinized. You know, maybe it's because we didn't have a whole lot of assets, you know, even though we've built our credit back up. But who knows? It's just, yeah, I'm not, I, I wish I could just skip ahead to like three months once we're already in there. Have our little routine. You know, put up the fence in the backyard. You know, have the TV and everything set up. You know, watch some, uh, some movie in the living room on the new couch. Speaking of movies, I just saw on the interwebs that there's going to be a Tremors 7. Seven Tremors movies. I only thought there was fucking four. I don't understand how I missed two whole Tremors movies. And I found out that Michael Gross, who plays Burt Gummer, the gun fanatic, he's in every single one of them. And he's going to be in this upcoming one. I heard that news of right in my whole fucking day. I don't know if any of them will top the original with Kevin Bacon and old Reba McIntyre. 
but I enjoyed their kind of sci-fi horror campiness. It didn't seem to take itself too seriously. You know, was it trying to be some kind of fancy art house movie? But shit, maybe by next September, that whole seven movie box set will be ready to go for my birthday. Because I'll watch the shit out of those movies. I can't even, I don't even know what happened in the other two. There's some kind of, you know, graboid apocalypse. Which, of course, I wouldn't survive. And it's mostly because I'm diabetic. And when you need a certain drug to survive insulin, in my case, you don't really tend to survive any of the apocalypses. Apocalypti, I'm not sure what the word for multiple apocalypses is. I mean, I'll read those post-apocalyptic books. You know, even like the shows like, you know, The Walking Dead... You know, those book series. Oh, God, I wish I could remember the name of it. I know the first entry is called Dies the Fire. And it's kind of one of those, like, what-if kind of stories where all of a sudden none of the technology works. You know, guns don't work. Steam powers don't work. Blah, blah, blah. I forget the... I only read the first book. It was pretty good. But it's like, most of these things, like on Walking Dead, they're running from the zombies. You don't always see some fat ass like me you know, stopping beside some broke-down car. You know, hey guys, let me check my sugars real quick. You know, usually we're one of the first ones, you know. Usually we're gone in the first wave of whatever the uh, apocalypse is. Whether it's aliens or zombies or God knows what. Russians, probably, if I want to get realistic. Because I guess that's the... Uh, are we not worried about North Korea anymore? And they're not really that political... But it's like I remember he was kind of, you know, standing over there waving his nukes at us. And uh, all of a sudden now, you know, Russia's public enemy number one. I mean, they, you know, I'm pretty sure that they, you know, got Trump elected. Well, you know, what the fuck do I know about politics? Who knows? I can't go down that conspiracy theory rabbit hole. Because that's the only way I'll get into politics. Because politics to me is so fucking boring. That like I'll try to read up on it. And then it's like I'll find one weird detail. Oh this senator supposedly had some mistress. Oh I'll latch on to that because that's weird. And oh she you know came from this guy who belonged to this crazy cult. And then... You know, assassinated Fidel Castro or whatever it was. And all of a sudden I'm, you know, 13 hours into this crazy YouTube binge of those guys that have those conspiracy channels. And I just, I don't have the time for that shit. It's like my hobbies as they are, you know, are on like a hiatus. As it is, you know, my podcast is two days late. You know, I used to read books. I used to write. I have so many stories. I could, I can... Give you a whole bookshelf full of books if I had the, you know, the time and I guess the money to, to write full time. You know, if I had the, uh, I don't know, the, the commission, I, I don't even know how writers get paid. But if I can just write for eight hours a day, you know, and I think I'm decent. I mean, 
I don't think I'll be the next Stephen King. But, you know, I got ideas for you know sci-fi stories, fantasy stories, horror stories. Maybe someday. You know, when I used to write, I wouldn't write with the purpose of finishing the book to get it published. I think the writing itself was kind of a therapy. You know, similar to, I guess, the way J.D. Salinger wrote. If I remember correctly, you know, when he died, he had, you know, just volumes of unpublished stuff, and he would just use the writing as a way to... Who knows what the fuck his plan was. I think he was a Buddhist or something. Maybe he's trying to connect to the universe. Maybe I'll write and try to connect to some religion I don't believe in. But I do miss the uh, the writing. You know, I used to draw. You know, read, read books. I, my, if I bring home one more book, I'm afraid my wife's going to kick my ass. I have, you know... A whole like multi-level bookshelf of books, just books that I haven't read, not including the ones I want to keep there in storage. And it's just maybe I'm not so much buying the books, but maybe I'm buying the idea that someday I'll have time to read them. And I'm kind of old school with books. I have nothing against e-books, but it's just I feel like I'm already staring at a screen. You know, between job and entertainment. Yeah, I remember, I think it was Stan Lee that had some quotes about ebooks, saying that something like, uh, you know, a book is like a, a breast. It's like it looks nice on a screen, but I'd rather hold one in my hand. Some shit like that. But I just, uh, I don't know, maybe because I'm old school. You know, I had an e-reader for a while. I actually used it enough that it actually broke. But uh, I think that's mostly what it is. It's just my way of kind of disconnecting from the screens. And I just kind of like the old school feel of just holding a book and turning the pages. You know, I've always been a big reader. I think Grayson's going to be the the reader out of the three boys. You know, Logan seems more of a... You know, he likes books, but he's just not into it that much. He'll be more of probably, you know, the jock or the TV watcher. You know, Isaiah, I'm not sure. But I know Grayson does love to read. And we do have uh, library cards, which is something I recommend for anyone that has younger kids. Or I guess even older kids. But it's, uh, and plus the library in the town where we live uh, used to be kind of run down. But now, I mean, it's it's pretty nice, you know, as far as libraries go. I mean, I don't know if there's like a, a rating system. Perhaps with cards and a decimal points, like the books. But no, this one doesn't use the, the Dewey decimal system anymore. It's all computer. Like almost everything else. But they have uh, little computers there that you can use for learning stuff. They got a pretty good selection of kids' books. So we haven't in a couple of weeks, but we were for a while, you know, almost once a week, you know, taking the kids over there, letting them pick out, you know, a couple of DVDs, you know, a handful of books. And there's another thing, you know, once we, you know, get settled in our new space, definitely going to start reading them the stories before bed. Because we've been so exhausted with everything else going on. You know, I do feel bad. I haven't been reading stories the way I used to. 
erzählen. But, you know, it is what it is for now. Hopefully, uh, you know, look back on this and say, oh, I remember how awful that year was until we got our house. And I told Cynthia, is like, you know, we, and I know she wanted to have Christmas in the, the new house. But, uh, you know, I told her there's going to be plenty of Christmases because we're never, ever moving. We're going to live in this house until we fucking die. And then just, you know... At least, you know, we're not moving in the middle of summer. You know, so when we're moving the heavy shit, maybe the weather will be nice and cool. Or frigid cold, as all the old people seem to think. I don't remember when it was this cold. It's like, were you here last year, old man? Or is the Alzheimer's retroactive? But anyway, I'm going to end this one a few minutes early. Because it's way past my bedtime, because I'm an old man now. Uh, thank you all for listening. Remember to support the sponsors. You can send any uh, funny parenting stories, kids' stories, life hacks to your parenting podcast at gmail.com. And I will talk to you guys again on Sunday. <laughs>